Hi guys and welcome back to Intuitively Being You. In this podcast I talk about all things intuition, inner guidance and returning to that place of truth deep within each of us. I'm Desi and I'm here because I listen to my intuition. Thank you for listening to yours and for joining me and let's get into this episode which is a part two to the chakra system diving much, much deeper into how we can use them to heal, grow and cultivate more balance within and in our lives. Hi guys, welcome back. This is the second episode on the chakras, um, so a continuation of my previous one and what the chakra system is and how it represents different areas of ourselves. If you haven't listened to that episode already, highly recommend going back and just listening to that one first because it really helps to introduce you to the concepts of the chakras and the ways in which they influence us. I also made a blog post, so I'll link both of those in the show notes and you can just, if you haven't listened to the first episode already, just go back and introduce yourself to the system first. In this second episode, I'll be going that step further and talking about the different ways in which we can use the chakras as a way to identify blocks, how we can heal each one once we find those blocks and different practices for whole body energy healing so that we can really integrate all the opportunities that the chakras offer for healing and growth and let that actually be reflected in our daily life. So I don't have a set plan for this episode. Um, I'm just going to let us journey to and fro this, just these areas, these topics. Um, But I will offer really kind of clear ways and step by step in which you can actually start doing this work if you're new to it. So we'll start with firstly choosing a chakra or chakras that you want to start your journey with. What I suggest doing for this is if you listened to the last episode and you made notes, just going back to the notes you made. And if you didn't, opening up my blog post and just looking at it to refresh your mind. If you can't do either of these for some reason, if you're driving or on a walk, you can't look at something right now. Um just use your memory of the chakras to just pick one. So once you've got that note, those notes or in your head, the chakras, the way to start this work is to just pick one chakra that just calls you instantly. So this is the chakra that we just have a gut inkling of towards in our lives. And it's, you do this by going with the first thing that pops up in your mind and the thought that the thoughts that follow after you just say thank you to them and you let them go um the reason i'm saying this is because our gut instinct a lot of the time is really um is really strong in telling us something but then our thinking comes and it has all these reasons and all this questioning of but this doesn't make sense but like this but that da, 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 da. a lot of the time it's a voice of like putting us down as well and shaming us so Go with your gut feeling of which one right now just comes to mind without needing to explain it and without needing logic to come with it. And that is the chakra that you can start with. The reason I'm saying this is because say you are drawn to like the heart, the heart chakra. You're like, okay, the heart chakra is calling me. 
And then your logical mind might come in and just say like, oh, well, of course you're drawn to the heart chakra. It's like the middle point of all of them. It is, I mean, everyone likes the heart. It's about love and compassion and all these lovely things. So of course you're drawn to the heart chakra. Like, why don't you pick another one? Like just those silly voices and silly thoughts that come in, um, let them go and just go with your gut feeling because it really doesn't matter which chakra we start with. There's always work that we can do in each one. So that's one way. And the other way that you can pick a chakra is by thinking about the chakra that you're least interested in. This will be the one that you're most disconnected from. And maybe you even think like those characteristics are in other people. They're not in me. Maybe like those areas of life don't really apply to this season of my life right now not really calling to me I don't think it's relevant that chakra could actually be the one that you benefit from the most it will feel the hardest because for some reason there's a disconnect from it and for some reason there's resistance towards it but with time it will actually begin to hold a special place for you because you will have reclaimed those parts of yourselves and those areas of your personality will be just that much more special to you now if I use an example of my own life um for me my sacral chakra was a bit like alien to me before I've been on a bit of a journey of balancing my masculine and feminine energies and that sacral feminine chakra of flow relaxation creativity wilderness depth feminine power um felt very alien to me and now that I'm saying these things those concepts don't feel that new to me but they definitely did maybe like a year ago when I first properly started exploring this um the reason it felt alien to me is because I've been someone that um finds it hard to relax and just to lay for you know to just yeah it's just kick back and chill with no like purpose to it you know like um I'm not, I really used to find it hard to be in flow of things. I like to have like structure to know what's coming up rather than living in a more intuitive way where it's like, okay, this feels right now, I'm doing this now. And then the next thing comes up and I'm in flow with it. Just constantly checking in and constantly tuning in with your intuition and making decisions based off of that at the at each moment and being in flow with life um, as opposed to the more masculine ordered way where it's like okay we do this and this and this and this and this and there's like a structure to it both have you know their benefits but for me I needed to reclaim the flow side a bit more this even came up in a psychic energy reading actually where at the end of the reading the lady said something about my ovaries and maybe using orange oil and I just thought okay you know don't really know what this means Um, I left my room and just outside of my room I have a poster on the chakra system which I mentioned in the last episode it's something that really helped me to uh, to know the chakras really well and I saw oh sacral chakra orange ways to balance orange oil and since then I started diffusing orange oil in my room putting it on my wrist and just incorporating it in different ways into my daily life So those are two ways that you can first pick which chakra to start with and then that's kind of, you know, now you know which balances and imbalances you're going to start to work with. So those are two really simple ways to just pick which chakra to start with or chakras. Again, 
doesn't really matter which one we start with right now. The whole point is that as we journey, we heal all of them. And when we heal one, we heal the rest. As I mentioned in episode, as I mentioned in episode one, there's this thing called the Sushumna. And it's really important that all the chakras have this flow to them that they can freely interact with each other. So when we heal one, we free our blockages along the whole Sushumna. So it doesn't, it really doesn't matter which one we start with. That's not the most important thing. If we then start to move on getting to heal the chakra that we've picked, first start by exploring what this chakra means to you. I offered some attributes on what each one means, but we can never fully replicate the essence of energy through words. Words are just a manifestation of my interpretation of those energies, so start to explore what yours is. Maybe you start with my interpretation by looking at my blog post, by re-listening to the last episode, but then you see what words come to you and what each one means to you. Maybe you journal on your thoughts on that chakra as it relates to your life. Maybe you just kind of sit with yourself and just let yourself go in thoughts and in tangents in your head about that chakra. I've done one-on-one cacao ceremonies with the chakras in mind as a point of discussion and exploration um because they're a really good way to like center ourselves into our whole being and just see what theme in our life is asking to be discussed right now is asking to be explored and is asking for attention in a cow ceremony it's actually a really good way to explore things and to be curious to kind of go with that curious open mind rather than a judgmental mind because we know we have that container of like 60 to 90 minutes space just for ourselves we're already relaxed we hopefully go in with little expectation and just a general intention to heal so if you're at home or doing whatever and you're doing this exploration of what the chakras mean try and go into this more relaxed state where you just see what comes up you don't get too attached to each word to each memory And you just explore, see where it takes you. Let yourself go off on a path of, you know, thinking here and then there and then there. See what feelings come up, where in your body you might feel past emotions or experiences. See if you can explore where in your life you might hold back certain energies of that chakra, where you feel held back by the lack of it. All these different things to get familiar and get in a really close relationship with that chakra to kind of like bring it closer to yourself. Give it like give it like a hug, like get really close and cozy with it. If I again go with like one of my examples, um, I brought up the example of my throat chakra in the last episode. So I said how I went to a Kundalini yoga class. I found it very difficult to do the mantras and chants and I knew in that moment that I needed to go back to that yoga class because I found the mantras and chants so hard because I needed to work on my throat chakra blockages. Right, sorry about that background of um, my phone pinging. (laughs) So yeah, where I was going with, where I was going, where I was headed to with this story is that your exploration of the chakras doesn't even need to be in an abstract way where you sit with yourself and you're like, oh, what am I thinking? What's coming up? It might also just be you like catching yourself as you're doing your life, catching yourself in a block and thinking, oh, this is this chakra. Oh, okay, then I need to reflect on these things. Maybe I'll keep on doing these things to balance it. That might be another way that you get familiar with it and do it in a more like real 
life kind of way. Um, so once you started to do this exploring, you can start to be a bit more systematic about it. You can start to actually pick your tools now for strengthening and balancing that chakra. One way might be to work with the affirmations that I shared in the last episode and also my blog post, or you could even create your own. So so for throat chakra, an affirmation here might be I speak or I speak my truth. And you could repeat it every day in the morning as the first thing that you do each morning, say like three to five times in the mirror. Maybe you make cute post-it notes, stick them on your wall, on your fridge, on again, your mirror. I just think mirrors are a great way because you get to make that eye contact with yourself as you're rewriting your thinking patterns. Um, Essential oils, like I mentioned, I used a lot for my sacral chakra. Maybe you end each day or start each morning with those essential oils. I guess my only thing for essential oils would be to check in with which ones resonate for that chakra, but then also like check check with whether you actually like it and whether it's best to to um to diffuse them in the evening or the morning so like if it's lavender for your higher chakras evening is really good because lavender helps us to sleep but if it's orange oil like i was saying for my sacral chakra i personally don't really like orange oil in the evening i find it quite like an energizing sweet smell because orange oil is all about like our pleasure and our appetite and like our joy And that to me is something that I want during the day, maybe even the morning, less so in the evening. You could also do a meditation where you simply sit with yourself for five to 10 minutes. You bring your awareness to the physical space that that chakra is at. So say like your heart space for your heart chakra. You imagine it's color growing, just softly bringing that awareness into that space, imagining a green color for the heart chakra and just breathing for five to ten minutes as you hold your awareness there maybe you place your hands on the chakra and you just visualize it glowing you could also practice yoga poses that strengthen that chakra Um, but just know that for yoga poses it's not just the pose itself but also the fact that you have an intention to heal that pose as you're doing it so like doing puppy pose just so like i guess what i'm trying to say is someone just doing puppy pose without knowing about the heart chakras i'm not so sure personally if that's going to heal their hearts <laughs> but if you go into puppy pose with an intention to open up your heart chakra to heal your heart to be more open and loving and to live your your life from that centered space then i think it's a really powerful way to heal the heart chakra again child's pose for third eye might be good but without actually you intending for it to work in that way I'm not so sure if it would heal your third eye chakra, but if you hold child's pose with an awareness of your third eye, maybe imagining the color of the third eye chakra, so like a purple, um, seeing it glow in that center space of your forehead, then I think it's a really good way to heal and strengthen that chakra. For a more physical approach, what you could do is explore the physical areas that relate to that chakra so what I mean by that is like the body systems or like the glands that relate to that chakra I don't yeah I didn't share much of this on the episode or in my blog post but you can find all of this online 
An example, though, would be like a lower back pain might be associated with your root or sacral. So just exploring ways to heal your any physical ailments or discomforts, they, that might actually um, translate to healing that chakra as well. Of course, if you genuinely have um, physical ailments, go to a doctor, please. Headaches don't always mean that your third eye chakra is, you know, blocked. It might just be something else. Um, but headaches could actually mean um, that you're receiving a lot of intuitive hits and knowing, but you're fearful of fully going into them and allowing them to flow freely. So we can kind of cause ourselves headaches when we um, when we resist these flow of energies and when we surrender more to the flow of life, physical ailments might go too. Hey guys, it's Desi from The Day After. I had to stop recording this episode because I had some people come in to update my Wi-Fi. So if something sounds a bit different, um, it's just that I'm actually doing this next bit um, the following day. So really, I only just have one more thing that I wanted to go over and that's the emotions, beliefs and thinking patterns that might indicate a blockage in each chakra. The reason I'm sharing this at the end rather than the beginning of this episode is because I really believe we should be able to explore things on our own first um, before we get like kind of like a lot of ideas and things about what might indicate a blockage, um, what might indicate balance. And obviously I've kind of shared some things already. Um, And especially in the first episode, I shared a lot of information about this. But I really believe we should foster our own relationships with the chakras and our own personality, our own person, and only use others as understanding, as inspiration and guidance. So I really want to encourage you to trust and go with what resonates to you. But I also just want to give you some inspiration and some more specific things to help you get a feel of these chakras. And since we're kind of going towards the end of this episode, and maybe you've already connected with one chakra, you've figured out some blocks in which it might come up. um, These words might help you to put more descriptions to things that are that you're feeling and words and naming things really helps us to trust in things that might be new or a bit more like abstract so i'll work up the first i'll work up the chakras and i'll start with the root chakra so a blockage here might mean that we have money related issues that we're too attached to the need for security we might hold a lot of fear in the future we're not very grounded in the present we may feel like we don't have roots or a strong connection to our family and ancestral line we could feel disconnected from nature and mother earth maybe we don't put a lot of value in the physical on the physical but we prioritize those thinking and mental skills um so that's those are some of the themes of a root chakra blockage a sacral chakra Similar to the journey that I shared in my personal life at the beginning, you may find it hard to be in flow, to trust your intuition, to surrender. Maybe you don't even know what intuition, what your intuition is and how to find her. Maybe you spend a little, like little time on creative projects. Um, maybe you do things because like you have to, not because they feel good and pleasurable and you don't really place a lot of value or importance on pleasure. 
you could feel disconnected from the concept of divine feminine you might shame yourself or put yourself down for being emotional maybe you're quite overly sensitive and like quote unquote like touchy um or maybe you are actually the opposite and you're a bit harsh and insensitive emotionally speaking continuing up into your solar plexus so our more motivation kind of desire drive masculine center blockages and imbalances here might be reflected in a lack of purpose and motivation you may not be too confident in who you are you may not know who you are you might be like too adaptable and but like in a not in an empowering way but more in like a way where you lose yourself in others so you might think you're adaptable but actually your energy really merges in others and you don't stay in your own energy you might be controlling over others as a way to appease your or others' ego you might be afraid of your power and just how powerful you can be if you step into yourself the solar plexus is are in a fire so if you're scared of that destructive yet really powerful and energizing um ability of the fire then your solar plexus could maybe do with some healing some attention some strengthening a blockage in the heart chakra can show up as being closed off fearful of rejection and vulnerability fearful or resistant to intimacy you might overgive or resist or resist receiving you could undergive and not believe that being compassionate is important it goes both ways the chakra is that center of balance and abundance so if you're really rooted in here you'll think like there is enough love and resources and everything for everyone if you kind of feel like you need to cling on to things feel like really scared you'll lose things maybe you experience like bitterness towards others or jealousy that could be a heart chakra imbalance and what I love to remind myself of and I think this kind of message came to me um, some months ago um, and the message is that the heart chakra is as much about healing it as it is about letting it heal you. Moving up, throat chakra, we might be scared to take space, to express ourselves, to express our truth. We could be showing up as someone that's not actually us and acting in a way just to fit in and people please. Maybe in like a physical sense, your voice is quiet and you might struggle to find strength and loudness in it. You could be very creative privately, but you actually never share this with others. This could mean your throat chakra isn't fully open to let yourself be free in expressing. Third eye chakra could, imbalances in third eye chakra can manifest as not trusting your intuition, your inner visions, your imagination. Maybe you don't place value in the analytical and logical or you don't trust your perception of the world. You could feel disconnected from your inner wisdom. Maybe you don't truly believe you have deep inner wisdom. You just don't feel like you have it. You have that inner depth of intuition and inner guidance that's always accessible to you. You could feel disconnected from the universe, fearful of the unknown. On the other hand though, you could be say like quite spiritual quite trusting of your visions but you could be spiritually bypassing the reality of life on earth because you are disconnected from the human human experience and you're always trying to live in some higher realm 
This can mean your third eye chakra is very overactive and it actually needs to be grounded through the other chakras. Final chakra, the crown chakra. So this chakra is all about unity, a deep connection with everything that is. It's this place outside of time and space and it's the least tangible chakra. Imbalances here are... I feel like they're not very clear cut. I think they can overlap with some of the third eye chakra imbalances. And I believe that imbalances here are really mainly a result of lower chakra imbalances and pure communication between the other chakras. Because this is the place of our highest wisdom and highest connection to the universe, when our lower chakras are really strong and able to communicate with each other, I believe our crown chakra will naturally open up and be very balanced, healed, open, active. So the main way in which blockages can come up here is by being disconnected both with ourselves and with the universe, God's source, our highest truth, our higher self. We might not be really at peace with the unexplainable. We might have resistance to the great mystery of life. And I think that the more we can utilize the lower chakras and really get in touch with who we truly are, what our truth is, the more we'll be able to balance this higher chakra. Um, the fact is life truly is a mystery and that's why we call different schools of thoughts and philosophy mystery schools. We're all just trying to fathom the unfathomable. So simply affirming the following can I think really help you to understand this chakra more and also send healing to your lower chakras. The affirmation is as follows. I am connected with everything that is. I am connected with everything that is. I think that's beautiful because it means you're connected with everything beyond, but also everything on earth around you and everything within you. And this brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed our journey together. I hope you learned something new. I hope you felt inspired. I'll be creating a blog post or um, on journal prompts for each chakra. So I'll link that below once it's up. Otherwise, I wish you a wonderful day, a wonderful week, lots of healing, growth and peace in all the ways that you might need it right now. I hope to see you in the next episode and if you want to connect with me, you can find all of the links in the show notes. Bye!